Are you looking for freedom? Freedom from the daily grind and hustle? Or just finding a way to live the life you always wanted? Then join us on the Investing for Freedom podcast. Our host, Mike Ayala, will help you discover new ways to find freedom with tips, insights, and interviews. You'll learn the exact systems he's used to travel the world and live his best life. True success and happiness are all about freedom. And here's your roadmap on how to find freedom on your own terms. Welcome to the Investing for Freedom podcast. Here's your host, Mike Ayala. Thank you for joining me on the Investing for Freedom podcast. As some of you may know, and as some of you may not know, I am a private pilot. I have, uh, what that means for those of you that don't know is basically I'm I'm able to fly a, a single engine aircraft. Um, I'm uh, I've got an endorsement for high performance. Karen and I owned a plane with some partners uh, when we lived in Nevada, and just you know I've been I've been uh, really just studying lately and 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 looking at getting back into it. I haven't flown for oh gosh, it's probably been five years. Um, but the nice thing about being a pilot is your license never goes away. But that doesn't mean that you're proficient because uh, in order to stay current, I mean especially with technology and and everything else that's going on, it's progressing so fast. Um, your your license doesn't expire per se, but um, it doesn't mean that you're a proficient or a good pilot. Um, one of the one of the things of uh, keeping your uh, license current is if you're going to have somebody flying in your airplane with you, whether it's your wife or a friend or whatever, um, you have to have done three takeoff and landings at least in the last ninety days. So that's like the minimum that you have to keep doing in order um, to have people flying with you. The fact that I haven't flown for five years, um, I would need to go, um, you know, with a certified flight instructor and, um, you know, probably spend three or four hours just getting proficient and, you know, proving to him that um, I can fly. So anyway, what I was getting into, I've learned so much being a pilot and I put an episode out about this before, just the different things that I learned being a pilot, but I'm going to talk to you about one specific thing today. And as we're training um, as pilots, the majority of your training is emergency procedures. So you're constantly, what if this happens? What if that happens? And they teach you these little, um, uh, I guess, I think it's acronyms is what it would be, um, little little words. So for instance, one of them that I wanted to chat with you guys about today is aviate, navigate, communicate. So if there's ever an emergency when you're flying the plane, those are the first things that you think about. Aviate, navigate, and communicate in that order. Because the thing that we're taught as pilots, no matter what's going on, fly the plane. What happens so many times when we get into emergencies, and I'm going to relay this over into your personal financial life, your business life. Uh, I don't know where you stand. You might be a manager in a business. You might own a business. Um, You might be retired and just managing your investments. Whatever it is, when you enter into a crisis or an emergency like we would in an airplane, it really is beneficial for us to think through how would we act. And, and so one of the little um, acronyms that we use is uh, attitude, carb, heat, turn. So if we, if we ever lose our engine, it's called ACT, attitude, carb, heat, turn. So in that order, we would get the attitude of the plane uh, where it needs to be to make sure that we're not going too fast, but we're also not losing altitude. So attitude of the plane, pitch, up or down, carb heat. And then this is, this is an engine out, uh, scenario, right? So we don't have power. So your attitude is extremely important because if you're pulling up too much, you're going to lose, uh, speed and you're going to stall. So your attitude is extremely important. Attitude, carb heat, turn. The reason why we want carb heat is, uh, and this, this varies in different, um, 
you know, places that you learn to fly. But really, if you're flying an airplane that has carb, it's got a carburetor, then you need to make sure that you've got carb heat on so it doesn't freeze up in case you can restart your engine. And then turn, you're turning toward your landing spot. These are all training things. And this is why we train over and over and over uh, before we even get our license. The majority of your training is, is just emergency procedures. And when a pilot, even once you get your license, one of my uh, flight instructors told me that the minute that you get your license, it's basically just your, um, it's your permit to learn at that point in time, because you're going to go out there and you're just going to continue to fly. And the majority of the time that a good pilot spends in the air is not getting necessarily from point A to point B, but also doing equal amounts of emergency training, takeoff and landings, different types of procedures in case they get into it. So um, this, the way this relates back to business and what I was really talking about, you should be practicing or at least, uh, thinking up different scenarios. What if this happens? What would I do in this scenario? What would I do in that scenario? And we tend to, you know, spend all of our time thinking about positive outcomes, which I think is a great thing. I don't think that we should dwell on all the worst case scenarios. We do a lot of training, you know, meditation, keep our mindset straight, keep our mindset right. And I agree with all of that, but also as a pilot, I never want to have an engine fire. I never want to have an engine out. I never want to get into inclement weather. But the reality is that uh, it could happen. And so while I'm not spending all of my time thinking about, oh my gosh, is this going to happen? Could this happen? Will this happen? The reality is if you are a good pilot, you are thinking about possible scenarios. And even when we're flying, we're constantly looking for a place to land. And so there's this happy medium in business where you know, we want to be optimistic. We want to create our future through a positive mindset and, you know, not dream up all the worst case scenarios about conversations and how things are going to go. But at the same time, as business owners, as investors and everything else, we should be doing stress tests. We should be doing emergency procedures, if you will, on our businesses, on our investments, um, you know, on our relationships even. So the back to the original conversation here, uh, aviate, navigate, communicate. So in the event of an emergency, and if you go to YouTube and you watch, uh, you know, plane crashes and potential emergencies, even emergencies that happen, I spend a lot of time studying this um, because I want to make sure that, you know, if I can learn from somebody else's mistakes, which is a good business principle, but it's even more important as a pilot that you learn from as many other people's mistakes as you can, because this is potentially life and death. Whereas in business per se, it's not necessarily life and death. It could mean the life and death of your business or, um, you know, maybe spending the next 20 years trying to recover from that. But the reality is the more we can learn from other people's mistakes, other pilots' mistakes, other business owners' mistakes, other investors' mistakes, the better off we are. So all of these uh, scenarios, almost every single one of them, if you watch a YouTube channel on, you know, any kind of plane wrecks and what the pilots did or didn't do wrong. And usually in a, in a plane wreck scenario, there was usually three things, uh, it's been proven that, that came up and went wrong. It's usually not one scenario where, um, you know, something just happens. It's usually a, a, a combination of things. The weather wasn't right. Um, got disoriented, lost a, a, um, you know, the ability to communicate or something like that. So you bring it back to these simple things. And usually whenever there's a successful emergency procedure that's executed, the pilot did exactly that. They aviated, they flew the plane first, they navigated, where are we going? And then they communicated in that order. What we tend to want to do as soon as we get into emergency, the first thing is like communicate. We want to find help and all of that. But in, in, in the plane, 
aviate, fly the plane. It doesn't matter what's going on. You have to fly the plane because if you stop flying the plane, your chances of uh, having a wreck, a crash, go way up. So aviate, navigate. Where am I? What's going on? Where am I heading to? And then once you determine all of that, then we communicate. And the reality is that's probably a, you know, a 15 second process there. My, my engine goes out or whatever. I've got an engine fire, whatever it is, aviate. Okay. Um, flying the plane, get it under control, get the fuel shut off, whatever we're doing, um, going through the checklist. So aviate, fly the plane. That's probably, you know, five to 10 seconds. Um, navigate where are we headed? Where are we moving to? Where are we going to land? What's the closest airport? You know, that's probably another 10 or 15 second process. Could be a little bit more. And then, and then communicate. So this isn't like a three, four, five, 10 minute process. You know, a lot of this happens fast, but that's also why we have to train consistently on these emergency procedures. So I love being a pilot. It's fun. It's one of the, you know, I've learned so much from being a pilot and it's really taught me, you know, to study and to think, and it's really challenged, uh, you know, my, my brain in a lot of areas. Cause I'm not a, I'm not a book student, but at the same time, there's so much that you have to learn around weather and different types of planes and, you know, just physics. I, again, I'm not a, I'm not a book student, but to be a good pilot, you have to understand weather. You have to understand physics. You have to understand so many things. Um, and at the end of the day, it's, it's been great. It's been one of my greatest joys, but also, um, there's so many lessons to learn from being a pilot. And that's one of them. I mean, if your business is in trouble or even if your business is not in trouble, you should be thinking about, you know, emergency procedures. If this happens, what would I do? And that's just one version of it. Aviate, fly the business, continue to operate the business, navigate. Okay, where were we headed? And where are we headed now? Because that could change, you know, based on COVID is a great example. That was an emergency. You're, that, was, that was the equivalent to an engine out. Where were we headed? It doesn't really matter anymore. We were headed there, but we know we're no longer going to make it. And while I'm making all these decisions, continue to fly the business. We know we're not going to get to where we were planning. So where are we going now? Pick a new airport, pick a new landing spot, pick a new outcome. Even if it's a short term, you know, we got to just get on the ground. So even if it's a, a one month, two month, three month plan, what are we going to do until we uh, regroup? So now you're navigating, picking the new location, and then communicate. Uh, communicate to employees, communicate to your business partners, communicate to your vendors, communicate to your bankers, um, ask for help, find your mentors, like, hey, this is the trouble I'm having right now. So these little lessons, aviate, fly the business, continue to operate the business, navigate, what's the new location, what's the new direction, where are we headed now, got to change plans, and then communicate, ask for as much help as you can get keep your employees on board. A lot of times we want to stick our head in the sand and not be honest, transparent, authentic with our vendors, with our employees, with, you know, our mentors. But really the only way that people can really rally around you is if they know what's really going on. I will say this, that when COVID hit a couple of years ago, um, and it's been challenging, um, there's been a lot of good things that came out of it, but there's been a lot of challenging things for business too. And, you know, we immediately had to fly the business, aviate, um, we had to navigate, okay, where are we going now? We had to lay off employees. We had to shut down certain business divisions. We had an entire uh, traveling construction crew that we decided to shut that business down. And we didn't know whether it was temporary or permanent. Um, but the employees that we did, that we were able to keep on board, uh, most of them are still with us. We're stronger than ever. Um, a tight team and the ones that are with us still, because we've communicated through it, 
because we're open and honest and transparent, um, they knew what they were up against. And, you know, we haven't lost really any employees in, in a long time. So aviate, navigate, communicate. That's a, uh, obviously it's something we learn as pilots, but it's something that could apply to your daily life, your relationships, your businesses, and your investments. So hope that was fun. Hope that was uh, encouraging and hope that somehow you can apply that to your uh, business career and investing. Go out there and make it great. If you found value in this episode and you know someone who's wanting to start or move further along in their journey toward investing for freedom, I would be forever grateful if you would share this show with them and help me get this message out to more listeners. Also, if you enjoy what you've heard, I would appreciate it if you take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review and share this with your friends. And until the next episode, cheers to moving further along in your journey of investing for freedom.